get started. This is going to be fun. Um, we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit, like Dave said, and we're going to kind of start where he left off last week. Um, and so my goal today is to kind of touch on who the Holy Spirit is, why he's come, and the blessing and the gift that he is to us. Because I think as a body of believers, and I mean nationwide and church-wide, we don't realize the gift that the Holy Spirit is. Mm-hmm. We kind of nod at the Holy Spirit a little bit. Yeah, we kind of need the Holy Spirit. No, no, no. The Holy Spirit is God. It is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. He is God all the way around. And I don't think that we realize how awesome he is and how what a gift he is to our life. Jesus has gone to be with the Father, and he's poured his Spirit on us. His Spirit is who is on this earth with us. So when we don't tap into him... God showed me this week that we're kind of spiritually handicapped without the Holy Spirit. Right. Because he's come for a reason, and when we don't have a hold of him with everything we've got, we're not walking in all that we can be. So let's dive in. Turn your Bibles to Acts 2. That's where we're going to start. Right where they left off. I'm going to start in verse 37. Now, let me set the context here for you guys. Context is finding out what's going on in the Word before that passage is being talked about. (laughs) So in this context, Peter is giving this amazing speech about the gospel of Jesus Christ to a huge um, group of people, thousands of people. Um, This is the same day that they had the experience at Pentecost. So Peter and all the disciples and all the people have been filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. And he is now a new person speaking boldly to the power of the Holy Spirit. And so he's teaching these people. And this is what he says in verse 37. Let's see. Peter says, each of you must turn from your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And this is the part that I want you to hear for you. This, you will, this promise is to you and to your children, and even to the Gentiles, for all who have been called by the Lord our God. So this Holy Spirit is a gift for all of us, and we need to take him for that. So let's, let's go on. Peter says the promise is of the Holy Spirit is for you. He's a gift from the Father. Now let's go back and see what Jesus teaches about that. So we're going to leave Acts completely, and we're going to go to John. So flip back to John, and we're going to go to John 14. And we're going to be in John almost for the rest of the time here. John 14. And we're going to start in verse 1 through 3. So again, I'm going to give you the context for this. In John chapter 1, this is the Passover meal that that Jesus is is celebrating with his disciples right before he's going to be crucified. So the disciples are hearing Jesus teach about him leaving. They're not liking this idea that he's leaving, but he's giving them instructions. So that's the context for this. So let's read John 1, John 14, 1. Do not be troubled. You trust God, now trust in me. There are many homes in my father's house, and I'm going, to, I'm going there to prepare a place for you. If this were not so, I would tell you plainly. And when everything is ready, I will come and get you, so that you will always be with me where I am. So 
So he's setting that context for them. And now let's jump over to 15 through 18. John, still in chapter 14. And he says, if you love me, you'll obey my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads you into all truth. And the world at large cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you do because he lives with you now, and he will be with you. I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. So that tells us something right there. He is giving us a counselor who's going to live in us forever and ever and ever. Jesus has said that um, when he leaves, and we're going to talk about this when we get to John 16, and Dave touched on it last week, it's expedient for you that I go away. And we'll say this again, because if I don't go away, I'm not going to send the Holy Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit, Jesus was uh, in a body, but the Holy Spirit can be everywhere. So Jesus was either in Jerusalem or he was in Galilee, but the Holy Spirit can be everywhere. And so that's why it's important that we understand the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Christ that can be everywhere. Mm-hmm. So let's move to, let's move to um, verse 25. Same chapter. I'm telling you these things now while I'm still with you. But when the Father sends the counselor as my representative, my representative. So the Holy Spirit is the representative of Christ. And I, and by the counselor, I mean the Holy Spirit. He will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I myself have told you. So, we're that church too. We're the same church that he's talking to. In 2,000 years, our needs haven't changed and the message hasn't changed either. We no, still need the Holy Spirit yeah, yeah. as much as the early church. Yep. Our culture is a mess. Their culture was a mess. And we need to come alongside. We need the Holy Spirit to come alongside us, tap into him, and change our culture, which is what they did. So that's what we need to do with Holy Spirit. Um, we have access to supernatural help 24-7 with the Holy Spirit. And I don't think we realize that. But we. But I'm here to remind you of that today. Um, so let's move to John 15. So we're going to go through a bunch of verses and then we're going to chat about it all in a minute. All right, so go back to John, now in the 15, and we're going to start in verse 26 and 27. And Jesus says here, I will send you the counselor, the spirit of truth. He will come to you from the Father and will tell you all about me. And you must also tell others about me because you've been with me from the beginning. So I'm reading all these verses just to remind you, Jesus keeps saying the same thing over and over. It's not just this one little time where he mentions something and then he moves on. He keeps hammering it, hammering it. So the Holy Spirit, this is the thing about the Holy Spirit. He testifies to Jesus. He's always about Jesus. He will never tell you anything that Jesus doesn't say. He will never contradict this word. He will never contradict the Father because he's all about what they are. He's all about glorifying the Father and the Son. So you always need to know, it's a good thing to know the Word really well. So when you hear the Holy Spirit, you can come back and make sure that it lines up with what the Word says because God never contradicts his Word and the Holy Spirit doesn't either. And the Holy Spirit really doesn't want to take credit for himself. 
He's always about glorifying the Father and the Son. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's awesome. <coughs> All right, so now we're going to go back to John 16. John 16, and we're going to start in verse 6. And he starts to say, Instead, some of you are very sad, but it's actually best for you that I go away, because if I don't, the counselor won't come. If I don't go away, he will come because I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convince and convict the world of sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. So the other, one of the things that Jesus, the Holy Spirit does a lot of things. He counsels us. He stands by us. He strengthens us. He's also the convictor of sin. The Holy Spirit will always tell you when you're going the wrong way, if you're listening. So that's an awesome thing to know because he desires that we walk in freedom from sin and walk in the righteousness and walk in the spirit. So that is one of his roles um, is to convict us of sin when we're listening. And if we aren't hearing that, then we might be in rebellion. We need to come back to the Lord, repent, and so we can hear him again clearly. Um, I'm going to keep moving on because I'm going to come back to that concept here in just a second. Let's move to 12. Chapter 16 still. We're going to move to verse 12. There's so much more I want to tell you, Jesus says, but you can't bear it now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not be pressing his own ideas, but he will be telling you what he has heard from me. He will tell you about the truth, and he will tell you about the future. He will bring, he will bring me glory by revealing to you whatever he receives from me. So the Holy Spirit will only be telling you what he's already heard the Father and the Son speaking. Because remember, they are in close fellowship with each other all the time. And so he's only going to say what the, Holy, what the Father and the Son are saying. So we can see how valuable the Holy Spirit is to us. Um, every day we face new situations and challenges, um, but only the Holy Spirit knows how to navigate. We were never meant to do this on our own. All we're going to get if we do this on our own, this thing called life, is to get worn out. We don't want to get worn out. We want to walk by the Spirit. He can show us how to do that. Um, worn out people who are believers are typically trying to do it on their own. They're not asking the Holy Spirit how they, how they, how they can navigate that. Even just this week, I, God said to me, why aren't you asking me about this and this and this and this? And I'm like, I don't know. I forgot. So we've got to stop forgetting. We've got to stop start remembering that. He is so interested in everything you've got going on. He's interested in the little things and the big things. They are the same to him. He wants us to walk in the Spirit. And that means asking every day for a fresh filling of the Holy Spirit and what he wants us to do. So um, one of the ways that we can learn to walk closer with the Holy Spirit, and we're going to go through one more scripture here. Um, and this is, again, Jesus teaching. Um, we need to ask. Some of us think that we just get the Holy Spirit when we receive Christ, and we do. We get the Holy Spirit when we receive Christ. Everybody gets a measure, but we have skipped over this notion and this idea that we got to keep asking, but we do, and this is what Jesus says. And I love the fact that we're going right back to Jesus to find out what he has to say about it. So now move over with me to Luke 11. Luke chapter 11. 
And we're going to look at verses 10 through 13. set the context here for you just for a second. The context here in this chapter 11 is that the disciples have just asked Jesus how to pray. Teach us how to pray. And that first part of Luke 11 is the Lord's Prayer. And so then Jesus is just continuing on talking about some more things. He talks about persistence and perseverance in prayer. And this is what he says in verse 10. For everyone who asks receives, everyone who seeks finds, and the door is open to everybody who knocks. You fathers, if your children ask for a fish, do you give them a snake instead? Or if they ask for an egg, do you give them a scorpion? Of course not. If you simple people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Ask, ask, ask. Ask, ask, ask. And so we ask. And actually, uh, a verse in Ephesians 5.18 says, He commands us to be filled continually with the Holy Spirit. That involves, and Tyler alluded that to that this morning, that includes a responsibility on our part. We're to ask. We don't just receive, we're to ask. So we are to ask every day. Honestly, as Christians, we should be asking every time we're praying, we should be saying, Father, give me more of your Spirit. Pour out your Spirit more and more and more. And if you have a particularly um, challenging day, challenging week situation, you should be asking the Holy Spirit how to navigate this. Because he's got ideas you don't even know about. You might say, oh, I see two possibilities here. Well, he might have ten. And you're missing out on eight possibilities if you don't ask the Holy Spirit. Because he's got the answers. So we need to be constantly asking constantly. And so... Now we got through all those verses. Now we're going to chat about some of that stuff. Um, so the Holy Spirit does come in great power and signs and wonders and all of that stuff. And we're not even going to go there today. We'll go there later, I'm sure. David's plans for that. But today, we're going to talk about he comes in this still, small voice. Mm -hmm. He comes in this still, small voice to help us every single day navigate life. To teach us, to lead us, to guide us with wisdom and discernment every single day. And it's God's desire for us to walk in the Spirit. And that's why Jesus says we've got to ask for that. We've got to ask for that. I cannot tell you how many times, <laughs> really I can't, I can't tell you how many times the Holy Spirit has helped me navigate situations, difficult situations, challenging situations, where in the natural, I would have plunged ahead, walked in the flesh, and then had to backtrack and repent for some stuff. And the Holy Spirit guided me and said, no, we're going to do it this way. It's different. We're going to do it my way. And so the Holy Spirit is this person who can just really guide you and help you make decisions. Um, another piece of the Holy Spirit um, is the comforter. The Holy Spirit is the comforter. That's another one of his names. You'll see that in the Bible a lot. He can comfort us in a way that people cannot. Literally, he will. He can, he can impart a peace and a calm and remove anxiety and distress supernaturally. And I have experienced this many times in my life. And, it was, and when I tried to explain it to people, it was almost surreal. Like it was unexplainable, you know? 
I, I, and he just can. So if you're looking for comfort and you're looking for it from people, I would suggest that you try to get some comfort from the Holy Spirit because mm -hmm. he is the true comforter mm -hmm. and he knows you like a book oh, yeah. and other people don't. Yeah. He's so personal and he's so practical. He's just waiting for you to ask. But it's a still small voice and sometimes it's a passing word or a passing phrase or a passing thought, which means we've got to start learning how to listen and how to walk deeper with the Spirit. And this is just something that we throw in as believers. It's not a one and done deal. Your whole life is learning to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit, learning to ask, learning to listen. And it's kind of like um, if you've ever learned to dance, like a, a waltz, and you know, you've got two people dancing, and when you first do that, you're all feet. You've got four left feet, and you're all stumbling over each other. Learning to dance with the Holy Spirit is kind of like that. It's a dance. You learn to dance with the Holy Spirit, and first of all, you fumble around a little bit because it feels odd to you. It feels weird. You've never done this before. But pretty soon, you start to get into the rhythm of, of talking to him, listening to him, following him, and pretty soon you're not all left feet anymore. So, the, but the key is, he leads, you follow. It's not you lead, he follows. Yeah. He leads and you follow. Yeah. You don't ask him to bless your good ideas. You ask him what his good ideas are. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> now, probably 11 or 12 years ago, I did not know this to this extent. And um, I've got to tell you, um, when I started feel, realizing that I had been missing out on this, this fresh filling of the Holy Spirit all the time that we can ask for, uh, my life changed. Everything changed in my life when I met the Holy Spirit for real. I knew I had a measure of the Holy Spirit in me because I had accepted Christ, but I did not understand the fullness to what I could count on him for. And that transformed my life, and it can transform yours too. And it starts with just simply asking. Simply asking. Now, there's some good news and there's some bad news here. So we'll do the bad news here and we'll end on the good news. <laughs> it's worth mentioning that we can grieve the Holy Spirit. And we can quench the Holy Spirit. It's worth mentioning that because as believers, I think we often do that. Um, things that grieve and quench the Holy Spirit are sin, when we walk in sin, sin, and I mean intentional, rebellious sin, and we know that grieves the Holy Spirit, because what is his name? His name is holy. He is holy. He cannot partner with sin and will not partner with sin. So if you're walking in rebellion and intentional sin, you're not probably going to hear the Holy Spirit. You're quenching him because he's so holy and so sensitive he can't partner with sin. Um, something else that can quench him and stifle him is unbelief. Just unbelief that he's real. Unbelief that he's here for you. And other things are like not when he tells you to do something or when he guides you to something, not listening to him again and again and again. If we don't listen to the Holy Spirit when he gives us things and tells us things, pretty soon we just won't hear him very well anymore. And mostly that's because your heart is hardened. Because you've hardened your heart to the voice of the Holy Spirit. So, that's the bad news, but here's the good news. That's fixed easily. We simply repent. Mm -hmm. We repent. If, if you're in rebellious sin, you say, 
I confess and repent of that sin, and I'm not walking in that anymore. You just change your mind. Repentance is a change of mind. You decide to do things differently today than you did yesterday. And it starts here in your mind with your thoughts. So you say, I'm not going to do that anymore. And you ask God to forgive you. And God's word says that he's always faithful mm -hmm. to forgive us when we confess our sins. Always, always, always. Not sometimes. Always. So, and the same is true with the Holy Spirit. We can grieve him and we can quench him. Now, when I first started to, to realize that I had missed out on the power of the Holy Spirit, I had to do that. So I went into my quiet time one morning, and I confessed and repented of not recognizing how important he is in my life and how much I need him in my life. And so I went into my quiet time, and I confessed that. Because I, I wasn't walking in sin, but I had dishonored him by not realizing who he was, that he's and that he wants to live in me and direct every step that I take. So if that's you today, I'd like to help lead you into that. Because I'm sure there are people in this room who feel like maybe I've dishonored the Holy Spirit. Maybe I haven't realized how valuable he is and that he really is God and that I need him. So let's just do that real quick and then I'm going to finish up with a couple more things. Um, I'll lead it, and you can just pray along with me in, in agreement. So let's just close our eyes for a second, and I'm just going to do this off the top of my head. Father God, we just come in Jesus' name, and we ask you to forgive us in the name of Jesus for dishonoring your spirit, for not listening to your spirit, for not realizing how important he is in our lives, for not realizing that he is actually a gift from you that you've given us, that we're not to walk alone, but that we are to walk with you in the spirit at all times and so lord we ask you to cleanse us by the blood of jesus for that and we repent we change our minds today and we say yes holy spirit i want you i desire you i need you please come and fill me afresh this morning and be with me every single day of my life in jesus name amen, amen. now you saw how simple that was you can do that anytime you want anytime you want any place you are you simply confess and repent and you get to start all over with god that's how it works so, how do we go from, we learned a lot of knowledge, so how do we put this into practical experience with our life? So, um, how do we get to know the Holy Spirit more? Well, the biggest thing that the Holy Spirit loves is praise and worship. So, I would say the number one thing you can do if you want to get together with the Holy Spirit more and more and more is enter into praise and worship in your home. Yeah. And I don't mean Sunday morning. This is an awesome spot to learn about the Holy Spirit. But if for guidance, for everyday stuff, if you're praising and worshiping at home, he's coming alongside because he loves praise and worship of the Father and the Son. So if you're doing that, the Holy Spirit will automatically come. And we've also talked about asking, that's obvious. So we ask, ask, ask. Every, every morning I ask the Holy Spirit to come and fill me afresh. If I've got something particularly difficult that day, I ask him for special stuff for that. Would you give me whatever I need to, to deal with this? Just last week, I had several things come up that were really kind of anxiety-producing, and I just simply asked for the power of the Holy Spirit to come and help me. Um, this happens a lot, and, and he always does. And I told you earlier, he cares about the little things too, not just the big things. Um, just, um, just a couple years ago, I had to have a group of uh, people at my house um, and some of the people that were coming, I had had some, like, 
I don't know, like a fallout with, and we, it had not ended well. And I was gonna have to have these people at my house, and it was producing a lot of anxiety, and we're having a little party. And so I was stewing about it all morning long. They were coming at 10 o'clock, and I was just stewing about it and stewing about it. And, and finally, I heard this still small voice say, listen, don't be anxious, I'm right here. I have not gone anywhere. And I said, I just don't know what to do. It, it might not turn out well. And he said, well, let's see. How about we do it my way? And I'm like, oh, that sounds like a good plan. <laughs> so I said, Les, what's your plan? He said, you be, you and I together, you be the most gracious hostess you can be. And you will find out this morning is going to go beautifully. And everybody's going to behave well, and it's all going to go great. You be the most gracious hostess, and you represent me. But remember that you represent me. Mm. And the morning went great. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I was anxious about that for nothing. But that's a little thing. That's not a big thing. That's not earth shattering. Nobody else knew about it except me and the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. But he walked me through that, and it was a great morning. And that, I tell you little things like that just to, so you know he really does care, and he's so personal and very, very practical. Um, keep on asking, keep on asking, don't stop asking. Now this morning we have barely scratched the surface of the Holy Spirit, like barely. He's very deep and very mysterious because he's God. But I know Dave's going to continue talking about the, the Holy Spirit and all the gifts and stuff. But we just talked about this morning is how you personally walk with the Holy Spirit. You, yourself, walk with the Holy Spirit and listen to the Holy Spirit. And this is a dance. And we're all learning, and the Holy Spirit has tons and tons of grace. He is just so happy that you've decided to ask. That's all he cares about. 